Hey, Scoop, I'm really hungry, and there's nothing to eat. But we got breakfast, and we got lunch. What do we do, Scoop? <laughs> I don't know. Let's just shift that we. Well, thank you, Shaggy, and thank you, Scoops. Yes, what do we eat for our breakfast, our lunch, or our dinner? Hello, folks. This is Chef Tyree here on Eating to Live. And as my pals, Scooby and Shaggy, were asking, what do we eat? Well, you know, to me, that was one of the hardest things was to, well, first of all, who do I ask? You know, there was really no one to really ask. Uh, uh, Though the information was out there, and yeah, it's kind of (laughs) hard. I'm not lying. It was really difficult, especially coming from the lifestyle and the the growing up of the way we ate from your culture, you know, being Hispanic, you know, we eat a lot of carbs. But changing the lifestyle and knowing that I was battling a type 1 diabetes and my uh, elimination of carbs, which, you know, no pancakes, no hash browns, no toast. It was a lot of things that we normally eat. Yeah, tamales, uh, you know, all kinds of sweet bread, donuts and things like that. And, you know, we're been programmed to eat these things because that's what we ate and that's what mom had and that's what we had. Of course, we had different stuff like... Um, quesadilla and that's in, in our country where was a uh, quesadilla is a type of bread made out of cheese really good by the way just not good for me but let's get back to the topic here and the topic is menu planning how do I menu plan you know what do, what do I do when I get up in the morning contrary to many opinions about what is healthy for a diabetic type 2, type 1. Type 1 is a little different. You know, I'm, me, yes, I'm a type 1, but my pancreas is still hanging on there. And I, I'm really thankful for that. So, uh, with that being said, I, yes, I still have to inject. But with that being said, for me, I can control it by what I eat in a sense of avoiding the bread, avoiding the rice, avoiding the potatoes, avoiding things that have major carbs that will turn into sugar or glucose into my body and just just raise havoc in my system. So I had to uh, really seek, uh, because it's not going to come to you. Uh, information is there. Uh, knowledge is power. And we need to go and seek it. We need to care enough to the point where, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna change this, and you know, I'm not gonna let this die to beat us diabetes diabetes is what I call. I'm not gonna let it take over me. So, breakfast was the biggest thing. That was one of the most hardest things for me to do, and I had to basically retrain what to eat. And the days that I eat breakfast, I normally start off with zero carbs and for me my goal every day 
is to have no more than 20 carbs a day on the days that I eat and of course the days that I don't eat or just do one meal I try not to have any carbs at all um, and when I do those types of um, experimentations type of uh, you know always always progressing into you know waking up in the morning and you have that blood glucose at a sweet you know 110 90 80 I I for some reason cannot go below 110 to 100 I feel so bad I mean I feel awful I doctor says that um, the reason why I feel like that is because your body is craving that sugar and um, I end up feeling funky because your body's craving it but one of the things as I don't do any sugar and I do carbs as minimal that feeling of when I hit 110 or it used to be 120 when I went below that I felt awful I felt like oh my gosh but now I feel it but not quite as bad so I try <laughs> but for breakfast I try to start off with no carbs at all zero carbs for the breakfast because I don't want to start off in the morning you know coming into the uh, glucose meter and I say I'm doing 110 for me that that's great and for breakfast, I ended up doing um, egg whites, and a mixture of egg whites and eggs, uh, spinach. Uh, I do omelets that uh, have uh, some protein, some chicken, uh, some pork. It was just a different way of, of eating. Uh, of course, I need my avocado for my fat intake. But when I do, when I eat, I that's how I start off in the morning I try to start off with uh, of course you know I'm talking to a broad spectrum of people with diabetes I got pre-diabetics I got type 2 diabetics and I got type 1 diabetics now the pre-diabetics it's is a little different I would say and I, and I have I talked to one of my buddies out there Stan hey Stan how you doing uh, a long time uh, buddy brother brothers at arms as we say Growing up in high school, he's out there in Northern California doing his thing. But anyway, I want to give a shout out to my, my buddy Stan. Now, Stan, he's concerned. And, you know, we should be if, if we uh, don't feel good. And we know the doctor says that you're, you're hitting that uh, pre-diabetes and uh, you got a brother who is diabetic, your mom's diabetes. Yeah, it's coming around the corner if you don't change a lifestyle of changing and what you're consuming and and it's my my, my brother Paul my, my, my buddy buddy Paul down in uh, in Marietta Spectrum Furniture another shout out to my buddy out there so with the concern of a doctor saying you're pre-diabetic my suggestions to them were not to be like me because I went cold turkey. I said, mm-mm-mm. Ain't no way the carbs going to go on my lips anymore. And, but that's just me. I, I, I was scared. And I don't want to scare anybody. And I, don't want any, and I don't want somebody's wife or someone's husband coming to me and saying, Man, you made my spouse so angry. Not angry. They're hangry. They're always coming hangry. Of course, that's what happens when you start cutting off sugar and you start cutting off carbs. Is your body 
craves it like a heroin addict. It just wants it. And of course, that's where that term hangry comes from. You know, you're hungry and you're hangry. Well, yeah, you're craving it and your body wants it. So my suggestion to the pre-diabetics is cut back. Cut back. Cut back on the sugar intake. Cut back on the carb intake. And that's, that's exactly what I told Paul. That's exactly what I told Stan. Just cut back. I'm not saying right now, change what you eat. Just cut back. You know, I was joking with my friend Stan. I said, Stan, you know, as Hispanics, we use tortillas like it was rice. Or we use tortillas like uh, it was a form of a fork. Uh, For those who are Hispanics, for those who are Hispanics, you know what a tortilla is. It's like an extension of our hands. And instead of grabbing a fork or a spoon to scoop up what we're going to do, we grab a piece of tortilla, we fold it in our hands, we scoop up what we're going to get, and bam, it goes in our mouth. That's what we did it for years. Everyone does that who are Hispanics. Those who are Hispanics who knows what I'm talking about. But I told Stan, I said, you know and I know, when we sit down to eat, you think you're going, you're going, you're going warm up for tortillas. You think that's going to do it. And you're like, hey, honey. Can you warm me up two more tortillas? Well, that four becomes now six. And then you're still looking at your plate because you still got food. So rather than saying, well, I better I better tap out, I better call it quits. No, because we still have food in our plate. Hey, honey, can you give me two more? Well, then we're up to eight. And two more, eight, nine, ten. Before you know it, you got a whole dozen tortillas you just packed down. That's probably, gosh, see, one tortilla is probably like what? Uh, corn tortillas like 20 grams for each tortilla 14 to 8 20 grams times up by 12 not including the food you just had if you had rice beans whew, man you're pushing well well over uh, 60 80 grams minimum e- easy but that's that's my 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 uh my thing to those who are, are pre-diabetics you know just cut back watch what you eat in the morning my, my suggestion is cut back I'm not saying stop eating carbs for those who are pre-diabetes. Just cut back. If you're used to eating two two pieces of toast, have one. If you have one cup of oatmeal, try doing a half. If you're used if you're used to eating a bunch of homegrown hash browns, you know, cut back your portions. You're gonna find out when you start cutting back that your glucose will end up dropping. And then once you once you eliminate it, once you get to to type 2 my suggestion is eliminate the carbs and people say well how do I eliminate carbs we'll get get to lunch in a minute here but I just want to go over some of these foods you know because all foods basically have facts even you know the good ones and like for example breakfast normally if when I eat eggs and egg whites with some form of protein either chicken or, or whatever I cook the night before and have a little bit of leftovers, that bad boy becomes breakfast now. Spinach, veggies left over, it goes in there, I put my egg whites, a couple of eggs, bam, I toss it up with some cheese, and ooh, avocado on the top, bam, man, I got myself a tasty meal. That's not including my cup of coffee, of course, you know, gotta have the joe. But some of the... Uh, some of the things that I wanted to share with you about uh, the foods, you know, we, we still have to watch out. 
Uh, let me go here. We got bell peppers. Good for breakfast, right? But bell peppers has nine grams for, well, for 149 grams of chopped up bell peppers. Three grams are fiber. Now I want to get into this, this fiber offset. Uh, fiber, it becomes a minus point. And I want to explain a minus in a later episode. It's kind of technical because how the fiber offsets the carbs. So we have nine grams of carbs and we have three, gra- uh, three grams of fiber. So we have uh, three, we're left with uh, six grams just for uh, 149 grams of bell pepper chopped up we're going to put in our, in our uh, uh, omelet. Broccoli, got leftover broccoli, you're going to throw it in, in some of your eggs. I guarantee you, that's some good eats right there. Uh, you're looking about 91 cup of broccoli. Uh, contains six grams of carbs, two of those carbs, uh, two grams of fiber. So, you know, six, you know, you minus two, and you're left with a net of four carbs. So even though it's broccoli, you're still ingesting carbs. Asparagus is, is, is <laughs> eight grams minus four, because four is the fiber. Uh, mushrooms, oh man, I love mushrooms in my omelet, or just mushrooms in general. There's some good eats right there. Mushrooms, we got um, for we got two grams for um, two grams of, car- of, of, of carbs, one uh, gram of fiber. So basically, one for seventy grams. It's about a cup of mushrooms, which is not a bad, not a bad thing. Zucchinis uh, for one cup. That's uh, hundred what a hundred twenty-four gram, hundred twenty-five grams. You're looking at four grams of carbs, one of one gram fiber, so you're looking at three grams. So spinach, oh man, spinach on my eggs with a couple of chopped up jalapenos, de-seeded of course, you know. Man, that's some goodies right there. We're looking at one cup of fresh spinach. We got seven grams of carbs, four grams of fiber. You're looking at um, what? Hold on. Uh, grams of fiber that bad boy has but it's seven we got minus four we got three grams net three grams um we of course with my lovely avocado has 13 grams of carbs 10 which 10 grams are fiber so i'm only left with three grams love my avocado i'm telling you avocado just keeps you so full and of course i told you how my engine does not run on carbs it runs on, on runs on fat good fat by the way so what do I eat for lunch? Now we talked about type twos and my and type twos is you need a life change. You gotta stop depending on the medication because that medication are just band-aids. The cure or I don't want to say cure, your beating diabetes comes from changing your lifestyle. That goes for food intake and what you do. Uh, and that's a big thing, is you need to change. We talked about that. We're already on episode number 11, which I forgot to mention that, episode number 11. Now we're uh, up to lunch. Breakfast, keep it simple. The simpler, the better. If you're going to go and have some of those coconut pancakes, I suggest you go on my YouTube channel, Eating to Live channel on YouTube. You'll see my mugshot up there. That handsome guy with that lovely, look like a lawyer uh, beard. <laughs> just messing but I have a coconut recipe on there with uh, a net grams of I believe less than two grams of pancakes 
you would never know. You would never know that that was a uh, made out of coconut flour. I mean, it took me a long time to perfect that sucker, but when I make it here at the house, boy, it doesn't last. It's gone. I mean, it takes. It's a little bit different than a regular pancake, but you will never know. I guarantee you that you will never know. People think, oh, it's gonna taste like coconut. You know, just kind of, ah, like you know, <laughs> it's just messy. So, um, so what do we eat for lunch? Lunch when I eat lunch salad and what do my salads consist of i like to use uh mixed greens that have all kinds of of uh, uh i mix it with uh spinach uh romaine i toss that sucker up and i and believe it or not my dressing my go-to dressing is a um is uh oh my gosh i forgot the name of it it is using a uh a, a, spicy brown mustard for some reason when I mix that sucker in there it is so good and man I, it, it's one of my go-to things but I, I like to put salad together I mix a little bit a little bit of those greens uh, spinach romaine or green leaf lettuce um, and I, whatever protein I have laying around uh, sometimes chicken sometimes pork Plus, only I really don't I, I stay away from beef it's really hard in my system some veggies if I have some broccoli cauliflower green beans oh that's another great recipe the green bean supreme recipe that's another good one look it up go to the YouTube channel and check it out that's a that's a that's a that's a must good eat right there and that's what I do for for lunch um, sometimes like today I just I saw a bunch of stuff that I use for a show that I made which would be uh, airing probably this Friday I'm still in the edit mode but I got some um, some of the stuff from the garden. And today I cooked it. I got that squash. I got that bell pepper and tomato and that onion. And I chopped it up. And I got some marinated pork I had in there with some soy sauce and some rice wine vinegar. Man. Oh, boy, that sucker was good last night. And then today I looked at it. I said, hmm, I made a stir fry of that bad boy. I got some um, coconut oil. I chopped up the pork a little bit more finer. Got some uh, uh, my aromatics. I got some uh, onions, some garlic. I threw that sucker in there. Mix it up with that broccoli. And ooh, man, I am still a happy camper. So whoever says that you have to have a lifestyle and you got to eat like a rabbit, guess what? This little, this rabbit is happy. I'm a happy rabbit because I eat good. I'm gonna, if I'm going to eat rabbit food, I'm going to make the best rabbit food because this rabbit ain't no chump. <laughs> oh, we have to eat salad again. Man, I tell you, look at my channel and look at some of those salads I make. You're going to say, huh? that's a salad? Yes, Scoob, that's a salad. <laughs> so, yes, you can be on a life change and you can still eat good. I'm telling you that. So, now let's venture over to dinner. Now dinner, you know, it's with the family. It's a little bit more formal, and I still carry the the uh, the concept of low carbs, no carbs. Of course, salads or vegetables or greens and a protein. Of course, a nice cup of Joe, and um, it's really simple. I mean, like like I say, I, I, I say this on my YouTube channel, and I'm going to say this now. 
there is no rules, you know, and whoever says there's a rule to what you can eat as a diabetic, eh, better think twice. When I say there's no rules, this is what I mean. There is no rules how you can how you can prepare something that is supposed to be good for you. Now, if you prepare it in the way that you're not supposed to be ingesting any sugar or ingesting any carbs that will turn into glucose into your body and the same thing as sugar, but even worse. Later episode, by the way. You will find out that after a while, and I'm saying this for myself because that was me. That was me like man, what do I eat? And sometimes I didn't I didn't even eat because I didn't know what to eat because I was still in the educating level. I was still educating myself. And you know what? I am still educating myself because anyone who says that they know everything about diabetes or they know how to do this about diabetes and they, you know what? Eh, I don't think so because even my friend Dennis over at Beating Diabetes, Beat Diabetes on the YouTube channel, another great show I suggest you check it out the guy who always experiments on himself and that's where I got the experimenting on myself is by you know watching the show but not to the extreme where he eats the bread if I eat bread like that oh my gosh let me tell you a story one time story about bread god bless her soul my sweet wife she you know she's Filipina and they eat a bread for for breakfast everybody eats this bread in the morning we were over there, and they have a little teeny guy on a, on, a, on a tricycle, motorized tricycle, riding up and down the street, you know, ringing his little bell, saying, ring, 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 ring. That's, that's their go-to thing in the morning. If you can't go to the store to buy Pinesol, the Pinesol comes to you. They'll drive right up to your house. Hey, right over here, boy. Give me two of those bags. Nope, you know what? Make it four. Yeah, every single morning. When we were there for three weeks, every single morning. It's like, hey, chef, uh, I think we missed a a trike. Let's go down to the, uh, where they make it. I'm like, no kidding? Oh my gosh. We walked into this place where they make this panisol. Oh my gosh, it smelled like heaven. (laughs) It smelled so good. But of course, the whole time I was there, I could not even eat one. But my story behind the panisol, my wife says, how come you're not going to eat any panisol? This is way before we went to the Philippines. I said, babe, I can't eat that. It affects me really bad. She goes, oh, how could bread mess you up like that? I go, well, it does, honey. I'm diabetic. She, of course, you know, she didn't think that I was telling her the truth. She just think I didn't want to eat it. And I said, babe, I'm telling you, it makes me sick. I don't know. How can food make you sick? I had to eat it just to show her. One point you saw later, I am feeling ill. I am testing my sugar. I'm way over 200. And of course, the next thing is, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't know. Well, now she does. Now she knows. But anyway, a story about, about that I wanted to share with you guys. But the menu planning, if you or anybody out there needs help, hit me up. You know, my contacts, you can contact me through the, um, uh, the podcast here and I'll be more than glad to um, or even better yet go to my YouTube channel and look at some of the uh, recipes I have on there drop me a comment drop me a line there say hey chef I need help with menu planning give me your contact information and I'll be more than glad 
to sit down with you and go over some suggested plannings. Where are you at? Are you pre-diabetic? Are you type 2? Are you type 1? You know, it all starts with life change. And that is correct. Life change. And, you know, menu planning, for me, in the very beginning, was very complicated. Because I had no one that I could turn to and no one that, no one there to really guide me. My guide was the YouTube channel. And that's where I met a lot of doctors and a lot of people. And of course, like I say, don't take every everyone's word for it. Don't take my word for it. Experiment for yourself. And I'm going to keep saying this because it is the truth for diabetes. You must test yourself to see where you're at. Because I don't care who you are without testing yourself. Because ain't nobody got no Superman vision that you can... And you can see, oh yeah, my glucose level is at 110. Yeah, right. What kind of superpower you got? You what, diabetes, man? No. We got to test ourselves. And that's the only way we're going to know how much medicine we're going to take. Because that's where a lot of people get into, into the problem of they automatically just take the medicine like it was vitamin C or fish oil or whatever they take. And they just pop that sucker in there. And sometimes their blood sugar may be too low and they go and take that metformin or they go and inject themselves and then, then they're, in, in, they're having issues hypoglycemic issues as a type 1 diabetic at least for myself because my pancreas still kind of works I have to go through what they call I use a floating scale my scale is never the same because my pancreas still kind of works so I have to use this thing called a floating scale so for me and for any diabetic it is very crucial to see where I'm at before I eat this meal because then for me it's even more of a science for me I have to find out where I'm at Say, for example, I wake up in the morning, I'm at 110. Then I got to figure out what I'm going to be eating. Well, there goes, there's the number game. Okay, 110. Okay, that's, uh, uh, you know, that's uh, eight units of, of insulin. Okay, I'm eating blank, blank, blank. I got spinach, that's two grams. But I got to calculate the grams. And I got to go and say, okay, according to the, my uh, intake of carbs, because every food has carbs, I need a plus two, plus four. You know, it's, it's a number game. But, you know, I've been doing it for such a long time. I already know these numbers. But even if you're type 2, you know, now you're you're controlling it with your, with your weight, with your exercise, with your food. But don't rely on medication. So I'm, t- I'm telling you this from experience. Do not rely on medication to be the cure-all fix for diabetes. The cure-all is what you're putting in your mouth. And like I said, I keep saying, I say, if you put in crap in your mouth, well, guess what? You're putting crap in your mouth. Ain't that right, Scoop? That's right. <laughs> thanks, boys. Anyway, thanks to my buddy Scoob and Shag out there. I think they're hitting the refrigerator over there. Going to make some grub. But anyway, thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Eating to Live with Chef Tyree. This was episode number 11. And like I said, hit me up. Shoot me a line. Drop me an email. Uh, hit me a contact on the YouTube channel, Eating to Live channel on YouTube. And drop me a line. Let me know how I can help you. Let me know. Anyway, this is Chef Tyree, and I want to say thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Menu Planning here on Eating to Live. Thank you.